Welcome to Power Work Crit, everybody. My name is Corin, and I will be your dungeon master today. With me are four adorable players. They are... Kayla, and I'm playing Celestine Peacechild. I'm Ander, the adorable this time, apparently. <laughs> and I'm playing Lilic. <laughs> I'm Ashlyn, and I'm playing Izzy. I'm David, always adorable. However, I'm not sure that Usarker is, and I am mm. playing Lord Usarker von Pride. Last time on Power Word Crit, the group was spotted by Frulam Mondoth and her companions, which led to them being separated and assigned to different tasks. Lilic was assigned to Resmir, a black half-dragon, and was tasked with moving her luggage into her room. While doing this, Lilic discovered a small flat box underneath Resmir's mattress. Usarker and Celestine were tasked by Snarg, an unhinged turtle priest of Baal, to clean the weapons scattered about the room. They managed to lull Snarg into a false sense of security before utterly murdering this poor, defenseless turtle. Frulam Mondoth tasked Izzy with cleaning a bloodstained room with soiled furs. After a few minutes, she decided to abandon the task and explore the castle instead. While exploring, she was roped into heaving large sacks of gold into a room occupied by a man in a red robe wearing a mask. This man was performing a ritual that was turning these piles of gold into a large five-foot triangle, the same triangle Lilith found at the bottom of the Lake of Blood. After the group reunited, they continued exploring, trying to find any traces of Leosin and Jaden. With no luck, Usarker split from the party to see if he could get into Frula Mondas' room, which was being guarded by Long Dead Rosa Cyanrath. While the rest of the party went to Resmir's room to try and steal the box under her mattress. With one hour until liftoff, that's where we begin our session. Izzy, your arm is trapped. What do you do? So Izzy's going to try and not panic. She is going to attempt summoning her echo and see if she can trade places. And when that fails, she is going to just start like madly whispering to Celestine and Lilic, what do I do? So I think we said Celestine was waiting right outside the door. So, oh, yeah, so Lilic needs at to. At this I'm, point. I'm staring at Lilic. What do I do? Wait here. Wait here. I've got Celestine. She can probably shift her. <laughs> I go over to the door and open that up. Uh, I see the situation uh, and I'm like. You have a problem. Um, I kind of, I mime, like, I, this, I'm trying to figure out how to mime this, but I, I'm, I'm miming, do you want me to grab Izzy and pull? Do you want me to push Resmir? Um, or do you want me to smother her with a pillow? You're very talented at miming, apparently. <laughs> I know. <it's laughs> you're just, like, gesturing wildly. <laughs> pull, push, or point at pillow and go, <laughs> you could you could do the hand signal for choking someone's throat. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. Uh, so, uh, which one do you want me to do, guys? To the DM, Resmir is still asleep at the moment. Yes. Can I roll insight to see how asleep she is? To see how if she, deeply is she asleep? What stage of her sleep is she in? <laughs> you know, she's been asleep for like two hours. Is she in REM? Is she in the REM cycle? She would have, at this point, she probably would have been asleep for about I mean, an it's hour. been an hour. Yeah. Okay. An hour. But so, it, yeah, It's reasonable to say that she is probably deep asleep at the moment. As somebody who doesn't really know the, the stages of sleep, sure. <laughs> Dragons have different stages of sleep. So, she is snoring. How about she sleeps like me in real life? 
<laughs> she did yeah. go to sleep really Immediately fast. Immediately goes into deep sleep. <laughs> I sleep she like skips, a dead. Yeah, skips REM and just goes straight into deep sleep. She is snoring. You can do an insight check if you want, but she is snoring. I think we have enough evidence. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Uh, Celestine, come. Let's then let's try and lift her up. I'm going to grab the blanket and slowly start lifting. Well, if it... I need to... Because uh, my hand is under the mattress. If your hand is under the mattress, I'm trying to figure out how to not touch her, but like touch the bed. So if I just move the mattress, that should be sufficient. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to start slowly lifting the mattress. Do I still have my hand on that box? You do. Yes, you do. Can you maybe see if you can lift her just a little higher so that I have a little easier access to pull out the box. Okay, I'm moving my hands a little closer to the middle and just trying to lift. I am preparing to cast darkness. Okay. <laughs> Which may or may not be helpful because she's a black dragon, but... There comes a time in every DM's <laughs> experience where there's a multitude of things that the players could roll for this. <sighs> strength. Yeah, I don't it's think it's... strength, the- sleight of hand... Strength for Celestine. It's strength. Of, how about we do hand. sleight of hand with your strength modifier? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, Wait, <laughs> why wouldn't this be about her ability to coordinate and manipulate and because it's balance because she has this. to do it without waking up the dragon. That sounds like coordinate and manipulate, aka dexterity. It doesn't really require a lot of dexterity though to do that. Like I need a lot of strength. You need strength, but it's like the surgeon. The surgeon needs to have muscles, but he needs to have steady hands. So let me ask you this. Do you want to do it subtly? Or do you just want to lift it up? Lift it up. <laughs> we are not being subtle. Let's see here. Gotcha. Minus this two is dexterity. a minus two or it's a plus four. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Celestine no- only knows one way to lift. Yes. <laughs> there I is a power no lifter. <laughs> with the knees and with gusto. Yes. Go ahead and roll your strength check. Sorry, this would be... Athletics. Yeah, go ahead and do an athletics check. <gasps> okay. Eight. <laughs> really? See, it could have been so much worse, guys. It could have been a two. I mean, that... Oh, man. <laughs> so, how, do, how does that interpret? <laughs> so, Celestine, interpret the eight for me, please. Face first. It wasn't two, so it's not terrible. And it's I not just, a one. It's so not it's a one, not, so it's definitely you not immediately terrible. wake her up. And it's not minus one, which is... I don't even know what that would look like. <laughs> Falling on top of her and waking her up. I think what happened is it just didn't work. It's heavy. She's heavier than I think. Okay. Which I thought she was pretty heavy, so I just was not prepared for so how So they're just like a <laughs> noise yeah. that everybody can hear. Mm. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. I'm going to have to roll a perception. With disadvantage because she's asleep. Because <laughs> something just jostled her. She's getting wish some weird dreams. Unsubtly. Watch, this is the one time Corin rolls a nat 20 when you don't want her to. Uh-huh. <laughs> she would have to roll it twice. Ah, uh, that's true. I mean, you guys can take her. Thanks I'm, for your vote of confidence. I have Lord ready Pride. action to jump There's on her face with a pillow. I have faith. You have action economy. <laughs> Alright. As the mattress, because you misinterpreted just how heavy Resmir is, mm-hmm. the mattress, whoop, it falls because you lost your grip. That and Izzy goes smashing. <laughs> and Resmir stirs a little bit. 
for a tense moment, you think she's going to wake up. But then she settles back down. Man, this is like trying to sneak something in your parents' room. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. However, as is true for us in the real world, when you jostle somebody once, the chance of them waking up afterwards is a lot higher, so the DC will probably be higher for this. Okay. We still have to get Izzy out, so... You do. Well, I would like to assist Celestine. Okay. Take the the help action. Yes. (laughs) So, Izzy, your arm just got smushed. Do I take a point of bludgeoning damage? You take a point of bludgeoning (laughs) mattress damage. Oh, no. Okay. Trying again. With help. That's advantage, right? Yes. Okay. Mattress and dragon. I uh, have half done... dragon damage. <laughs> Spiky scales, maybe. Twenty-three. There we go. Okay. So, Celestine, you grab the mattress, and you're like, "I got it this time." We have it this time. Mm-hmm. And then you lift it up, and with Lilix's help, it ends up being a little bit lighter than you expect. So, Izzy, you can very easily grab the box, get your hand out, and you have the box in your hand. I. Pull out my arm and have the box in my hand. Resmir is now on her back because you have rolled her on her back with that strength check. Yay! And you now have the mattress above your head. That high? What? Dang. What? They didn't need to roll that high, why but okay. Do, why do we need the mattress? <laughs> we don't. No, no, no. Like She didn't like, pull the mattress out underneath her. She's got the edge of the mattress oh, above her I see. Okay. so Izzy can slip out. Is this like one of those like foam mattresses where yeah. you have springs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The springs, so, I don't know how many springs would actually hold her, so... Oh, that's true. We have the things. Let us go. Quickly. <gasps> okay. Yeah, we run. <laughs> Put the mattress down. Slowly. Okay. With a 23, you can do that easily. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, now the, all the weight of the dragon is on the other side of the bed. It's so. true. Uh, and we're going to back out of the room. All right. Yep. Make it retreat. Quietly. <laughs> you have done it. <gasps> uh, <gasps> once we're outside, I'm going to... Look at the box, see if it's something I can open or if it's locked. All right, go ahead and do an investigation check. And also check to make sure it's not trapped. At this point, Usarker, you have been denied entry where Cyanrath is guarding. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Strolling back to my friends. Easy enough. You see it's gathered outside. I whistle a bit. You guys hear the whistling off in the distance and see Usarker come around the corner. This whole ordeal took about 10 minutes trying to figure it out, getting Izzy's arm stuck and trying to get it out. So you're now 50 minutes from takeoff. Ah, my friends. How does it go? I shout to you over the wind. You don't hear Izzy, but she is looking very puzzled over this box. And she doesn't understand how it's supposed to work, I guess, because she rolled an eight. Would you like (laughs) me to smash it? Looking at it, it looks to be wooden, but it's just a box. Like, there's no... It doesn't look like there's any seams. Izzy... You don't see any seams. You don't see any latches. Can you hear anything if you shake it? Yeah. There's something inside. You guys want me Does to break it? Can I determine like what kind of material is inside? Like, is it metallic or is it like... Is it squishable? <laughs> it sounds very hard and extremely heavy. Okay. And it is roughly around the length of the box. So you can guesstimate it's And this box, box is how big again? Like a foot long this or like longer? Book size? Yeah, it's, it's about a foot long. Okay. It's a $5 foot long. (laughs) (laughs) Dang, you beat me to that joke. (laughs) Exactly. It is good timing. Come, we need your expertise with the opening of things. I'm not sure that I'm... Well, you don't necessarily have to open it. I think if you can just inspect it, see if you know what's going on with this, because I don't even see any opening on this thing. 
wood. wood. It looks to be wood, yeah, but there's no seams or anything. Celestine, okay. if you please. Possibly uh, should on Should we check an... to make sure it's not magical first? Mm. It'll take me ten if, minutes. If you have that ability. That's I have true. first level spell slot ready to go. I cast detect magic. It is magical. Oh. What kind? Abjuration. Let's not smash it. <laughs> Throw it into the fog. So it either... Perhaps it is um, alarmed or protected. I would throw it into the fog then. We, do we need it for anything? What is it? I think it might have the key that can unlock Daliana. Doesn't Resmir also have a key on her? But this was underneath Resmir's mattress. Well, let's go get the other key then. Well, do yeah. we want to pick I mean, pocket? It's, worth, or it's worth going to try. I mean, if we don't, if we're not going to open up this because we have no way of countering whatever magic it possesses, then it's of no use to us. And so I suggest we just throw it off into the fog where it'll never be seen again. Let's keep it in case we need it, in case we find a way to open it. Unless it explodes in your pocket, yep. like certain forks I've seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, as long as we're not stepping on magical circles, I think we'll be fine. We can put it on a leash. Sure. 20 feet foot back. <laughs> it's just a box on a leash. <laughs> it's our pet box. box. It's our pet box. <laughs> So, uh, do you want to try stealing the key from her, or should we just kill her? I mean, do you think we can kill her? I look around at the empty courtyard. Yeah. I think that we have enough people here we could attempt that. Most people are unable to defend themselves while they are asleep and are easy to kill, and we have no reason to believe she's a skilled combatant. However, even if she is, most people are unable to defend themselves from a armed mob while they're asleep. If, however, you are concerned, she's probably of the spellcasting priest variety, so remove from her any holy symbols, um, tools, and implements of spellcasting, and maybe put a sock in her mouth. Yeah. Izzy is impressed with the brilliance of Lord Pride. (laughs) He is brilliant. This is why he is the battle master. Yep. All right. Uh, Well, you've convinced me. Perhaps you have a, a light touch despite the, the mattress trouble earlier. Yeah, I think she was just... I wasn't expecting how heavy she was going to be and how much she was... I didn't expect this box to be a foot long and she was apparently on like more than half of it. I wasn't expecting that. But yeah, I can see if there's anything we need to remove from her person and yeah. I can try to remove it. Yeah. I think we go back into the room. Okay, let's prepare. The plan, sneak in remove any articles of spellcasting from her, possibly stick a sock in her mouth, and kill her in her sleep. And maybe lock the door? Eh. Yes. Prevent anyone who might hear from Mm -hmm. coming in to investigate? I look around at the empty courtyard. Who? It's a pretty big courtyard. I I don't know. Precaution? (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. If it is lockable, we can lock it. Unless there's a poison gas or something inside that's released by her death and we all die choking, scrabbling at the door. Okay, fine. We won't lock the door. I'm just saying, I don't know that there is. I mean, we locked the door when we went after mm-hmm. uh, Tortle. He, he was awake. He was. Let's go. Let's go. Door's open. Okay. We enter. What's your marching order? Izzy, you're going for I'm, to. Yeah, I'm going to go in first to start perusing her person and taking anything that I think would help her in a fight and trying to remove it from her person. Okay. So nearby on the table, you see a giant 
Do you need me to roll like investigation or perception or something? Not yet. Okay. I mean, this is this is plain. Yeah, you can see this things. Is obvious. Got it. So you see a giant greatsword resting against the wall next to the nightstand. Lilic, you know that this is magical. You can see that it is magical because you still have your detect oh, magic. That's convenient. Detect magic yes. Up. Cast it outside. Now we can see all the things. <laughs> yes. You see abjuration magic. Okay. It's a plus one longsword or something like that. And some, I'm going to say necromancy. Looks like it's radiating some necromancy. Okay. I will attempt to remove it. Okay. You also see a small component pouch sitting on the nightstand. Celestine and look, you recognize this is a component mm-hmm. pouch. Definitely um, grab that. Yeah. Point that. Point this. Grabbing this. Around her neck, you do see a chain that goes underneath her clothes. It oh. could be some sort of necklace or something. But if you want to see anything else, go ahead and do an investigation. Is the check. chain glowing? The chain is not glowing. Okay. Holy symbol of Tiamat used in spe- mm-hmm. uh, spellcasting <laughs> focus. Or maybe it's more keys. I don't know. Is there anything else around the room that's showing with magic? Oh, that's a good question. One of the trunks... In the wardrobe shows magic, but it looks like it's um, like demi planes, like bag of holding things. Conjuration. Yeah. You see conjuration on one of the... Is that one of the trunks that I lifted up? Yes. Okay. Didn't explode on me then. <laughs> it did not. Besides that, you see some like trinkets that have like enchantments on them. A couple of the articles of clothing inside of the wardrobe also have some enchantments, but they're kind of weak. Okay. I will have pointed to each one of these things as I see them. Okay, the pouch and the sword are the big ones that hit me. And that necklace, but I don't know how to get that. I'm going to start investigating her person to see if there's anything else besides this chain around her neck. Go for it. Please rely. This is sleight of hand? Uh, this investigation. Investigation, first. sorry. Yeah. So, 17. With 17, you notice that in her pocket there are a couple keys. They're smaller. There's also... Like, you can see kind of the bulge outside of the pocket that there's a pouch in there of some sort. You're not entirely sure what's in there, but it's a pouch. Hmm. Her clothes, based on that investigation roll, they just look like normal clothes. Do you tell everyone what you're seeing, or are you just like... Yeah, I'll just be whispering, like, okay, I found some keys in her pocket. They seem really small, though. Probably not what we need for Daliana. Um, See a pouch that's on the side here. Her clothes look to be normal. She kind of shifts a little bit, and you see underneath the clothes that there is some sort of metal underneath. Weirdly, it looks kind of flexible, but you can deduce, especially with Celestine, that it's some sort of armor. It's not making any noise. She has under armor. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Trademarked. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's kind of a weird, like... Izzy, you've never seen anything like this. It's kind of like flexible, and but it's definitely made of metal. It looks kind of fluid a little bit. Wait, like so? Is it a, like a pl- is it plating or is it because like flexible armor, chainmail, for example, or scale mail, or flexible armor? From the little bit that Izzy can see, you can't really tell. But it the collar of it, does armor have collars? Um, yeah. The collar of it. As she's moving, it looks like it's moving with her clothes, but it's definitely metal. But beyond the the collar, you can't really see down below to see if it's chain or anything like that. She has, you know, steel thread clothing. It looks like, you know, it kind of glinted. 
She's just, you know, taking to the, you know, the neopunk a little early. Okay, everyone aim for the head. <laughs> okay. I'm going to attempt to remove the chain that's around her neck. Make a slide of hand check. Okay. And I'm trying to think how to do this, because is the chain made of metal? The chain is made of metal, yes. How thick is the chain? It's... You have jewelers. That's why, that's mm-hmm. why I'm asking. I would say around her neck, it would be like half an inch thick. The chains Ooh. around. Oh, it. geez, that's oh. way thick. Yeah, okay. you're not gonna be able to cut that. Is there a clasp, or yes. is it okay? I'm going to try to use sleight of hand to undo the clasp. Okay, go ahead and do that, please. Fifteen. Your hand slips a couple times. There's a couple close calls of her shifting and moving, but you're able to remove it. <sighs> All right, and as I remove it, what did I pull out? You pulled out a large symbol of. Tiamat. All right. It looks like a spellcasting focus or just an amulet or something. I'm going to hand it to Celestine. (laughs) Okay. I will pocket it. And I'm going to also attempt to go for the pouch. Okay. Does this look like it would be harder to get to? She's sleeping on her left side and the pouch is on her right side. So it's not going to be harder to reach in, but the DC is going to be a little bit higher because you're touching a a very sensitive spot on her hip. Right. (laughs) And you've already now at this point jostled her a couple times. Mm -hmm. So So I'll ask, do you you think it's worth trying to go for what's in her pouch? I hand hand you a dagger. You can cut it. Ah. You can cut the pouch. I'm going to try to cut the pouch. Okay. Make a sleight of hand check. Mm -hmm. Um, I would like to note at this point that Usarker is prepared for her to wake up soon by, you know, holding his blade, you know, uh, or sorry, the blade of his weapon above his head. You know, if she starts to wake up, ready action, go. Democracy sword. (laughs) So you're taking a... Ready action attack if she wakes up. Ready action attack, so you're being hostile. Sure. Is any of this not hostile? Well, you haven't really tried to attack her yet. I don't know. I'm not technically attacking you. Just... I'm just holding a sword above her head. Yeah. Okay. Is it defensive or is it Is it murderous? defensive or offensive? At the moment, it's defensive, right? How about it is a defensive action? Yeah. It is a preemptive counterattack. You're only okay. you're not being offensive because you are being defensive. You will only An American attack. classic. <laughs> you will only attack if she wakes up. So right. it's it's defensive, okay. and I'm pulling out my warm my warm wall is at the re- is available. We'll go with that. Okay. So same thing as uh, Sarker. Okay. Izzy, go ahead and make that sleight of hand check. Okay. Using the dagger that Lilith handed me, is that considered a health action? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Look at me helping all over the place. <laughs> Holding the material in place so it doesn't snag. With that, it is a 19. The 19, you see that on the edge of the pocket, you see that there's actually a loose thread and you're easily able to get into it and pull it free and grab the pouch. Cool. And I'm going to step away from the bed at this point and look inside the pouch. All right. So inside the pouch, you find 500 gold pieces. Oh, okay, cool. Wow. Jenna, write this down. (laughs) Oh, okay. 500 gold pieces, two platinum, and a small signet ring. Lilic, it doesn't... You still have your detect magic up. Mm-hmm. It's not pinging. It's so. just a signet ring. Is there an image on the signet ring? 
Yeah, it looks like it's one of those house signet rings, you know, like that the kings would have to... So like a stamp. crest? Yeah, like a crest. Okay. And you can assume that this is her crest. Okay, so like it's a family crest. Correct. So signet ring and seal. Correct. Mm-hmm. You also find a diamond that's roughly with your jewelers very easily. You could figure this out. What, mm-hmm. About 300 gold pieces. So this was her money bag. I point to the keys. Let's go for the keys next. Because maybe one of the keys will, will unlock this box that we got. So going to... The keys are in her pocket. The keys are in a different pocket. Right. The one that she is leaning on. Oh. So mm. she, when you when you were moving around mm-hmm. her neck, she jostled and the keys are now underneath okay, her. Okay, so I can't get the keys right now. Okay. So should we just go for the attack? I am miming the choke symbol, <laughs> the choke hand sign. Uh-huh. I nod. <laughs> yep. Yeah, shrug. You guys, okay, so do you guys want me to use the pillow on her first? Mm. And grapple her? I think hold her you, down. You going you first is a or your your ready action being to grapple with pillow is a good idea. Okay, I will grapple with pillow. I'm going to pull out both of my scimitars, hand back the dagger to Lilic. Thank you. <laughs> okay, go ahead and roll for initiative. My best stuff is all like ranged attack things. I don't have any like melee attacks. I give Celestine and I give Izzy advantage. On, on your next attack roll against this lady. Okay, cool. All right, Izzy, what'd you get? 15. Celestine. Sorry, 16. Just looking at the wrong number. That makes all the difference. It does. Celestine. 10. Lilic, what'd you get? Nine. But we have surprise. Yeah. Which means that she will be not surprised most likely by the time we attack. But we'll all get right. one attack in. She'll still be asleep, though. <laughs> so... <laughs> As you all raise your weapons or hands, depending on how you're going to. And the pillow. And pillow. Remember that weapon, that uh, greatsword? The animated greatsword? Yeah. It's not an animated greatsword. Oh, okay. Remember that? It had some maturation magic on it. Mm -hmm. You guys hear a faint ding as you guys raise your weapons to attack her. And Mm, her eyes snap open. Uh (laughs) Should have taken it outside. (laughs) I mean, this is not nearly as bad as it being an anime. It is currently over by the door, though. It is. However, it's too close to her, and so it warned her that somebody was going to attack her. So, first up is Resmir on initiative 21. Gosh, freaking. Unfortunately. (laughs) Is she still surprised because she just woke up and just heard a ting? I think that's the whole point of the the sword warning. It's a sword of... Okay. Ward, warding, warning, I don't know. No. But I, I know it's of got the magic item. Yeah. I just can't remember the actual It's got that, that specialty thing. That's fair. It's a magic thing. I accept this. So her eyes snap open. She turns her head and sees you guys. Oh, good. That was her action. <laughs> <laughs> Next up. <laughs> she turns and looks at you. So where are you guys standing? So I am standing on the left side of the bed. I am on the right side of the bed. Oh. Near her head. Selected. Here's the door. And where are any? Are there any other magical items in this room? Uh, that's uh, that various clothing out. articles. Yeah, various clothing articles. We didn't one take of the everything trunks. out. There we go. Uh, so where's the trunk? In the closet. Where's the closet? I would like to stand between the closet and her. Okay, I put on there. So the closet from where you guys are is there. South. Okay. South. Southwest. Sorry, southeast. It's southeast of you guys. Okay. She turns and looks and she goes, 
what are you doing? And then <laughs> opens up on. her mouth and looks. Who's got the pillow? Is it Celestine? Yep. Celestine, a spew of acid comes hurling at you. Please make a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> I know, oh, my favorite. <laughs> I was like, no. Not dexterity. One. Okay. A total of one, not a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a oh, three. Dear. Okay, so that is a fail. Yeah. Why do your dice hate you on dex rolls? You know, <laughs> I couldn't say. Because she chose a low dex. <laughs> You want to get the most out of those low scores. Uh, that's true. <laughs> you take 20 points of acid damage. Okay. And... She uses a power word token. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No, that would be smart. And... I take it the pillow's gone? Yeah, the pillow's totally gone. Question. Okay. Answer. Did that require any material components? It did not. It's a breath okay. weapon. It's a breath weapon. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Never mind. Sorry. She probably gets it back in 1d4 plus 1 rounds or something. And in a strange burst of dexterity, she does that thing, you know, where, like, you break flip dancers, from your back you uh, onto, your your back onto your feet, Kept onto up. the bed, and she is ready to go. Okay, next up. Izzy, it is your turn. All right. She's no longer prone. She's standing on a mattress. <laughs> but you do have advantage from Musark. I do. do have advantage. That is only for the first attack or all my attacks? First action. attack. Okay, so bonus action, summon my Echo, and I am going to have my Echo be standing on the bed next to her, because <laughs> I'm assuming that this is like a very wide bed. Oh yeah, it's so, overly large. I don't know if I'd actually be able to reach her from where I am with my scimitars, so my Echo is going to do it for me. So two scimitar attacks. Okay, go ahead and make those attacks, please. Okay. And you have advantage from the help action, not from the surprise round. There is no surprise round. Right. So first one was a 23 to hit. That hits. Okay. Oh, minimum damage. Five points of damage. Second attack. That is a 22 to hit. That hits. That is much nicer. Eight points of slashing damage. Okay. And then I am going to action surge. Go for it. And attack again. That is a 25 to hit. That hits. Eight points of slashing damage. And then a 22 to hit. Hits. With max damage, so 10. Man, you were rolling rocks. With my action and my action surge, I'm also going to unleash Incarnation, where my Echo's Fury unleashes one additional melee attack from my Echo's position. Perfect. That's a nat 20. Yeah. Good job. The perfect time for this. That is nine points of damage. Okay. And that ends my turn. Awesome. Izzy, after you go, Resmir looks a little hurt. <laughs> and she looks around and she says, I will not allow this to happen anymore. And... Not a lair action. Not a lair action. Yep. <laughs> it's a legendary action. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Dragons. <laughs> Half Dragons. <laughs> It's a half-legendary no. action. Right. <laughs> if only. And from her, she opens up her mouth, and this mist comes spilling out of her mouth, this black mist, and it swirls all around the area. And a 15-foot, not 50-foot, 15-foot radius of magical darkness surrounds the area. Mm, okay. 
we can't see. We can just back out of it and throw things at it, though. <laughs> With disadvantage, yeah. But she is a large creature. So she is somewhere in that 15-foot. Well, we have no reason to believe she can see through it either. Mm-hmm. It's probably just disadvantage for everybody. But we'll need someone to possibly back out of it so we can see if, if she leaves it. I'll bet we hear big, fat footsteps. That's fair. I think we'd hear the creaking of the mattress first. (laughs) 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 Oh, but she's left the bed. (laughs) Jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. (laughs) Boing. (laughs) There are no springs. Can't have any boing. That's true. No boing. (laughs) All right, next up is Celestine. Okay, we are going to grab the mall that was within easy reach. I put down through the pillow. And I am going to attack the area where she was at on the bed. Okay. You do not have disadvantage. You just have a straight roll, right? Yep. Just a straight roll. So don't tell me if I pass or succeed because I need to do a couple things with the... I need to... Yeah. Basically, okay. I need to figure out if I need to add anything to it. So right. I am going to do my great weapon master attack. So that's a minus five on my attack roll, but a plus 10 to damage. And I am also using war priest. And possible, I might use Channel Divinity Guide Strike, which is the one, don't tell me. I'm going to use Channel Divinity, so it is an 18 to hit. That hits? Okay, good. I was worried. Okay, so 2d6. 10 damage. Alright. And I am rolling again for my War Priest. Couldn't you be adding 10 damage from... Oh, sorry, 20 damage. Thank you. I'm glad you remember that. Okay. This one I forgot to tell you is Great Weapon Master, so it's not Great Weapon Master. Uh, And it's only a 11. 11 misses. Okay. I am going to back out of the cloud, and I am going to get closer to the door so that I can see if she comes towards the door. The door or the closet? Closet, but the door is a little bit more easier to understand. Oh, she does have two doors, huh? Apparently, she does have two doors. So I'm going towards one of the doors. The southeastern door. Yep. There you go. Next up, the darkness is still up. Does she take an attack of opportunity, which would be possible if she was able to, if she can see the movement occurring? I'm fishing to see whether mm-hmm. or not she can, yeah. mm-hmm. she can see. Yeah. That's useful. Yeah, she, she would. She would. Okay. okay. So she can see in the dark. I will let everybody know that she can see in the dark. But Celestine's the one to have this trigger on, which is good because she can reduce some damage. Does an 18 hit you? Yes. Okay, you take five points of bludgeoning damage as you feel a clawed fist slam into your head. Okay, and that is reduced to two, I think. Yeah. Because it's non-magical? Non-magical damage, yep. Are her fists considered magical? She is She's half not dragon. A monk. She is half dragon, though. But she is not a monk. <laughs> there so it is, no. yes. Reduced by three. Okay, cool. Cool. Lilic, it is your turn. I've been looking through my spells to find out, okay, which is going to be helpful. I've got an acid arrow, but uh, she's probably good against acid. Call lightning is not good in a tower. And I also have darkness, but that's not very useful. <laughs> um, so I was thinking either ice knife or I can stinking cloud her probably. It's very convenient of Celestine to have moved out of the way. Oh, good. And I'm going to, let's see, 5, 10, 20. Okay. I need to get out of the darkness as well. So I'm going to back up about 
10 feet, just out of the edge, going to point at where I remember the top right-hand corner of the bed. Okay. And for Stinking Cloud, which I will read that out. Create a 20-foot radius of pure yellow nauseating gas on a point within range. Cloud spreads around corners and area it's heavily obscured. Each creature that is completely within the cloud at the start of its turn must make a con save against poison. And on a failed save, the creature spends its action retching and reeling. Ooh, nice. Creatures that don't need to breathe or are immune to poison automatically succeed. Oh, so you could totally put close to Izzy. Oh. She doesn't need to breathe. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Okay. It's a con save? Yeah. And it won't affect my... And that's on the start either. of their turn. So oh, got it. Each creature that starts with their turn. Okay. Gotcha. And that is my action. So how this goes down is Lilic backs up. He pulls a pouch from his bag and grabs a pile of maybe moss, something like that, that's kind of powdered. Mm-hmm. And he rubs it between his hands and shoots it forth and it strikes the edge of the room and turns into this huge cloud of stinking yellow gas. Gross. Yeah, that's the point. (laughs) Giant fart cloud (laughs) appears. The air smells of rotten eggs and sulfur. (laughs) Izzy immediately stops breathing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Lucky. (laughs) Next up, Usurker. Do we hear any reaction? From her to the stinking cloud. On no, it turn. happens on her turn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll find out yeah. soon. Fair enough. I would like to poke. Okay. You have disadvantage. That will be an almighty 17. 17 hits. All right. I would like to invoke Battlemaster Menacing Attack. That is a DC 14 wisdom saving throw for her. And what is the effect? If she fails it, then she is frightened from me until the end of my next turn. All right. I rolled, and you unfortunately will not find out the outcome until her turn. That's fine. In the meantime, she takes 17 damage. Okay. You hear a very, very painful grunt as you connect with something very large on the bed. That is an 18 on my second hit. That hits. I would like to once again use Battlemaster trait. Eh, we'll just use Menacing Attack again. We don't know if it's back here. She gets to make another um, Wisdom saving throw to see whether or not she gets whacked. Okay. And in the meantime, ooh, that's nice. She takes 16 points of damage. All right. As you make that swipe, all of a sudden, the darkness disappears. Ooh, I can see again. And well, you don't see her at all. No! Wait, how did she... She's still there. Come and poke it again. Somebody make a perception check real quick. I'm good at this. Please do. I have a plus two. A total of 18. With an 18, she's gone. However, you do see little flecks of ash on the bed. Mm -hmm. And then the ash dissipates and floats away. Where would she have gone? Well, great. (laughs) If only someone had an arcana skill. I know what it, I think I know what it is. So, so what do you do? Well, you've got this crap. stinking cloud that's just permeating the whole area. Mm, I'm gonna dissipate that. Okay, good. <laughs> I think it's time to leave. We can assume that she doesn't know what's going on. If that was some sort of non-connected thing to her, unless you think you she naturally think has the ability to teleport. This seems I, unlikely. I don't know anything about 
Well, I know a little about dragons that we've researched. This has not come up in our research, so I have no idea. Not a idea. classic dragon ability, you know, phasing through time and space. Corn, I'm going to look around. Is the sword still here? The sword is still here. Okay. Well, she did not take her blade. I think we should crack open this object now. I point to you, Izzy. I pull it out. Okay. Put it on the ground. Yep. Pull out. My wormhole's already out. Yeah. Um, Corrin, is there a type of damage that you feel as DM would be best associated with cracking this object open? Probably bludgeoning. All right. Okay. We're gonna... You guys want me to aim for the corner? Do we need, are you wanting us to do a damage thing, or is this more of a precision and skill with the item type of thing where, where you're you know, mechanically sundering it rather than just brute forcing it? You're going to need to make an attack roll and hit the AC of this thing. I will tell you the AC is not very high because it's a box. <laughs> so, you know, great weapon master for extra damage might be nice. 14. Okay. Please make a constitution saving throw. Mm-hmm. Cool. I mean... All of us? Just her. Cool. That's a natural one. Great. Oh, no. <laughs> what does that give you in total, though? Four. I am not trained. Yeah, because you don't get, like, critical failures on saves. Right. Oh, that's fair. Not in fifth edition, yeah. You take 24 points of damage. Hey, guys, I'm down. Electricity <gasps> oh. damage as this box radiates and starts crackling. It goes up your worm all. Unfortunately, your worm all is metal, right? Probably. Yep. Yep. It probably it goes a wooden straight- handle, but yeah. Whatever. goes straight through you and Celestine, who is also wearing a lot of metal. It is mithril. She... I'm not sure how conductive that is, but yes, 24. <laughs> yeah, Celestine falls Ugh. very, very quickly, and you smell the, the wonderful stench of burnt hair and hot metal. Oh, no. Um, I'm going to rush forward. Celestine, oh, no. Um, uh, spirits of the earth, the air, the ice. Bless her. Bring her back. And I'm going to cast... Healing word at third level for 3d4 plus 4. What is the condition of the box? The box is destroyed. Oh, good. Anything interesting in it or a lump of There is a giant key inside. Yay. Thank you for your sacrifice, Celestine. (laughs) I'm going to pick the key up. Does it look like it would fit Daliana? Oh, yeah. It looks, it's big enough. It could fit into that keyhole and yeah. Celestine, you get 10 HP back. Nice. Let's go. It's time to leave, I think. I stir as uh, the spell hits me, and I go, Who? Does someone get the name of that cow that hit me? <laughs> wow. I think the cow is named Bessie. Mm. Let's hurry with haste. We should take the southern route out of here. That way we do not walk past the room where Madame Mudface is. But we need to get the prisoners out, right? But we I don't know where they Daliana are. We need to get Daliana out first, and then this thing is grounded. Everything else is secondary. So I think we just head for that. Yeah. Okay. With all haste. Okay. You do so. I'm Running flagging out. a little bit as I try to knock the, Before, get my brains, my frazzled nerves back. Yeah, Celestine hair is still sticking up. It's, oh, that's a lot of hair. <laughs> yeah. Is your hair usually pulled back into a braid? Yeah, it's usually. Your whole braid is just like. (laughs) (laughs) Super puffy. My uh, cloak is uh, a little. I I don't think I have a cloak anymore between the acid and the electricity. (laughs) I don't think my cloak's here. Your poor cloaks. (laughs) Your poor habits. Yep. I was wearing a cloak this time, though. So my habit is still safe. Usarker is going to reach his hand down. Come on, Celestine. We still have more to do. (sighs) And I'm going to reach into my pack, grab out a potion bottle, and in her other free hand, I'm going to place it in that hand and say, I think you need this. 
Okay. And I'm... I hand you the potion of watchful rest. Yes. I am running down with um, as fast as I can that now down to the, you know. Are the you dungeon. running with the key in hand? Like, I got it, I got it, I got it, <laughs> like a child. I don't think it matters whether I do or not. We don't <laughs> yes. see people, but, you know, no, because that's really not Usarker. No. <laughs> we are still moving running. swiftly with purpose. Still running. With all haste. Cool. So you get into the cave tunnel. Yes. Long rest. Does that heal hit points or no? Yes. The, the potion of watchful rest. Okay. Yes, it heals all hit points. Yeah. It, it gives you the benefit of a long, a full long rest. Just by drinking it? Just by drinking okay. it, yeah. Gotcha. So wow. yeah, you'll get all your spell slots back, all of any <laughs> abilities you have, So it's really all not watchful points. at all. It's kind of a misnomer potion. Yeah. It, the bit. You didn't have to go on watch. It's <laughs> true. If you drink it, you may have to because nobody else has gotten their rest. <laughs> That's probably okay. why it's called that. Yeah, okay. is that you, you take oh. the, the full it's watch more, more and like drink the, it. the potion of second chances. Perfect. Okay. So you guys run down. We start her with key in hand. And Donaliana looks up and says, oh, you're back. Yes, we have key. <laughs> I start using key. <laughs> the moment you uh, put the key up against the lock. Now, remember, her arms are chained together. There's a thing around her neck. Her legs are also chained together. And the lock is on the arm. So she lifts up her arms. And the moment you put the key inside, you don't even have to turn it. And everything... Let's go. She smiles at you and she goes, are we in the air yet? No. no. Great. She stands up, brushes herself off and says, do I go after the people or after the castle itself? The people. The castle is irrelevant if it stays on the ground as a lump. Perfect. And she leans forward and as she does, her skin becomes translucent and almost kind of an orangish color and her arms expand and out of the arms come giant claws. She leans forward and she's just growing and growing and growing. And you I'm guys have up. to yeah, you guys yes. have to back up because she's getting bigger, bigger. Good thing her, we're in a big space. Yeah. Her neck elongates and where her hair used to be, her hair looks like it in a weird way detaches and then hovers above her head in these giant crystalline looking things. And before you the gem dragon. is an adult crystal dragon. Neat. Ooh. She looks at you, nods, moves around, looks at the exit of where you guys actually entered the castle, <laughs> roars, and then starts running out and flies through the opening and you start hearing people panicking. Have you heard the phrase, let sleeping dragons lie? We should run. Yes. <laughs> but first I want these. The one stuck in ice. <laughs> yes. We <laughs> should <laughs> run. <laughs> Are we so, going to after Madame uh, Mondoth and no, Cyan? Not, I, I don't think we need to. I don't, I, I don't see any reason to. The plot, the plot is foiled as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> mm. The plot is foiled, but we haven't found Jaden, and the, do the and Daliana the isn't going to distinguish. I have an idea. Perhaps we go to the bottom of the staircase where Long Rosa and the Madame are, and when they come down, we strike them. Or we wait for them to leave because they won't be having slaves in tow. Prisoners. Well, they won't be having prisoners in tow. You hear things just crunching and crashing as this dragon is clawing at things. And honestly, you guys are probably safest in here <laughs> at this point. There, You hear like the sounds of the, uh, the giant bolt shooters, the javelin shooters going at, but they're just not 
You hear ting ting. They're not <laughs> prepared for a dragon attack. Yep. No. <laughs> okay. So that sounds like a no. We are not running up to Mondoth's tower. I think we should, but we should wait until after they've left before going in. Okay. If they are looking for a fight, they're not going to carry prisoners with them. Correct. Man, I really want these braces of defense. (laughs) Uh, How long are you staying in here? I'm going to start heading towards the exit, towards the upper courtyard. Yeah, I'm leaving fairly immediately. And I'm going to be standing in the entryway, not yet going out, waiting to see if I can see somebody. All right. As you do so, you do see Mondoth and Cyanrath quickly going down the spiral staircase. Roll for initiative, please. Gah! We have not engaged them, but this is just for measuring actions. Yes. Classic. Rolled a zero. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you guys are going to be so confused if I play a different character that actually has a dexterity. (laughs) And I actually start rolling good again. (laughs) (laughs) Initiative Izzy. Ten. Celestine. Zero. (laughs) Oh, no. Usurker. Twenty. Lilic. Also 10, but Izzy will go before me. Gotcha. Okay, first up, Lord Usarker Von Pride. All right, I see these. Um, Cyanrath is coming down first, and Mondoth is coming down second. And I they shove. Are, they have their hands over their heads, and that's I, what sh- I shove Celestine and whoever else is here into a side passage or closet so that they don't notice us and think anything of it. Okay, anything else? No. All right. Next up is Long Dead Rosa. Long Dead Rosa makes it down, and he tells you to move. Move out of the way. Oh, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, I say, and, you know, just kind of cowering and looking out for falling rock and everything else, just kind of get out of the way. And All right. Long Dead Rosa pushes past you, and you said you pushed the others into a corridor? Or corridor or closet or whatever. A nice closet. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Closet is preferable if there was mm-hmm. one around. There's certainly a number of small passageways around, it looks like, so yeah. that's fair. Unfortunately, Long Dead Rose's passive perception is actually really high, weirdly. And I am not hiding behind a cloak anymore. You are not. You are hiding behind um, burn scars and acid scars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thick I'm not with sure with that. Yeah. Zerker is also tall. It's true. Yeah. In, in and the and way. I'm a, you know, mm-hmm. I have a zero, so I'm probably, you know, on the ground or something. All right, so Long Dead Rosa shoves you out of the way and... He takes a few steps in, starts heading south into the south corridor, and then he turns his head back and sees you, Celestine. Oh, no! Hiya! And he says, you! You can see Usarker just has this pained look on his face. Go away! (laughs) Go run away from the dragon or something. We do not have time for this. (laughs) So... He I do kind of ready my war scythe, though, in preparation if he decides not to. All right. So he, unfortunately... I almost beat him. He's he probably he looks wants at a rematch. You. So Celestine, he looks at you and he goes, You! Yes, This me. is the least honorable thing that you could have done. What? You like, are a disgrace to-, to your god. And he pulls out <laughs> his greatsword and he's going to come up to you and give you an attack. I mean, you ran away from our fight... Did not run. I graciously bowed out. Yes. Question. What is Mudface doing? Is she have mm. smarter sense? Is she going to, you know, leave and try and live to fight another day rather than fight in a doomed castle? Mondoth hasn't quite made it down yet. She's still on the stairs, so she doesn't really see what's going on yet. 
She does hear yelling inside. She heard she heard my advice, though. She did, yes, yes. So, he is going to take two attacks at you with his greatsword. Okay. Does he have anything? Thank you for the potion, Izzy. You're welcome. Okay. Yeah. No, it's not going to hit. Perfect timing for it. 18 to hit? Yes. Celestine, you take 11 points of slashing damage. Okay. Reduced to 8. Correct. This is not magical. And then he is going to Accent Church and hit you again. Okay. Ooh, that's a 25. Yes. 13 points of damage. Okay. Reduced to 10. 17. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh-oh. That is... Okay, that's not that bad. 14 points of damage. Okay, reduced to 11. Yep. Okay. Okay. And then he turns to all of you and he says, I will destroy all of you for this injustice. And that is the end of his turn. Next up is the... uh, Is Daliana. And Daliana... Oh, she got her breath weapon back. Nice. Oh, good. You hear the sounds of... Celestine, you recognize this because you've heard this before. It kind of sounds like the tinkling bells of celestial power. Okay. But it's a little bit different. This is a little more, instead of like the beautiful bells, it's kind of more like a clashing. Clashing of bells and rock together. Okay. Yeah. And you hear a bunch of screams. And below you, Usarka, from what you can see, a bunch of people are just destroyed. They're running around. They're screaming. You see a kobold grabbing a sink and desperately trying to run away. <laughs> Must with save this, the with sink. The sink. Okay, next up is Furla Mondoth. Mondoth looks inside, doesn't understand what's going on, really, but sees Long Dead Rosa attacking Celestine, thinks a little bit harder... Mm-hmm. About what she's going to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, if she runs, she might survive. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. And she way. continues down the stairs. Yep. Okay. Smart lady. Izzy, it is your turn. All right. Go find Jaden. Are you sure you want me to leave you to this? Go find Jaden. All right. I am going to run away. <laughs> okay. Long Dead Rosa is. He's going to take an attack of opportunity. He wants to kill all of you at this okay. point. Ooh, that's a uh, 23. That hits. But hey, it will use his reaction. Mm-hmm. You take eight points of slashing damage. Okay. With your movement, I'll say you can make it all the way up to the stairs. Okay. On the top of the stairs. Okay. Very, very easily. And probably a little bit further. So you're, we'll say you're about, you're about a fourth of the way away from the area of where Mondas' room was that mm-hmm. leads up. So you're up to the pathway, getting up there. So my question is, was that my action to dash? Did you want the action to be dashing? Yes. Yeah, then at that point, you'd be about another turn and a half. You'll get to the bottom of those steps. Okay. That leads up to the area. And that is where I think the prisoners are because we've checked everywhere else and we know that orange tower area that we didn't really check out was just like ruined tower. Ruined tower, right? Correct. Okay. Then yeah, I'm heading towards Mondoth's rooms. Next up is Lilic. Do you want me to stay or go? Um, should you stay or should you go? I don't think we'll need more than one person investigating the rooms to see if the prisoners are there. Yeah. And she's fastest. Corn above us, are there any precarious uh, ice crystals or anything like that that might be knocked down uh, onto Lenithan? Not Lenithan. Long did Rosa? Absolutely. If there is one, I would like to produce flame and shoot one at it. 
you do so and the icicle drops. So I'm going to say that the ceiling, the ceiling is about 30 feet. I can't remember what I said before. So we're going to say it's 30 feet high. Okay. And so that is what? 3d6 worth of falling damage if it hits him. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's going to try and make a deck save. I punched the icicle. <laughs> <laughs> Strength save. <laughs> <laughs> he would definitely pass that one. Yeah. Ooh, that's a natural one. Yes. Nice. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and roll 3d6 worth of ice bludgeoning damage mm-hmm. from stalactite damage. <laughs> that is only going to be six damage, but it's something. Absolutely. Celestine, it is your turn. Okay. Sorry, Lilith, did you want to do anything else? I am not close enough to take a bite out of him, but I don't want to be close enough to take a bite out of him. That's my my only bonus action option. Perfect. Laying out, we are in a small hallway, stairway, something like that. You are. So there is one path that goes north. So the entrance into this area is like 15 feet wide. Sorry, 15 feet long, and you guys are kind of at this bottleneck between going north and south. These two different tunnels that are going north and south. You guys are north. Long Dead Rosa started going south and then turned back to destroy Celestine with all his might. Okay. I will stay at range and be ready to help as needed. Okay. He has already taken his reaction. So if you want to move back any further, you're more than welcome to. Sure. Yeah, I I can run to the other side of him, I guess, to be able to hit him from behind. Perfect. Celestine, it is your turn. Okay. I am going to attack with my war maul and continue to bait him a little bit by telling him how much such a coward couldn't even finish our last fight. You had to go run. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and we're going to attack. And I'm going to use Great Weapon Master on both of my. Okay, so. War Priest will give me two attacks. I am planning on using my Great Weapon Master on both of them. And don't tell me if I succeeded until I decide if I'm using Channel Divinity. Okay. Will do. Okay, so let's see. That is a 16 minus 5 is 11. So I'm going to use Guided Strike on this one. So that makes it a 21. That hits. Okay, and then I will roll again. And that is going to be a 18 minus 13. Points of damage. Uh, And I would like to use my... No, that was her second attack. Second attack, sorry. Oh, 13 does not hit. But I would like to use this. My token of power. That would hit, yes. So that would put it up to an 18. So I have finally used my token of power. (laughs) Okay, so that's two attacks that have hit. 17 plus 8 is 25. 25 plus 20 is 45 damage. Total. Nice. Oh my gosh. Whoa. (laughs) Is there a funny smear where he used to be? (laughs) (laughs) Almost. Celestine, how do you. You you have to describe what happens here because that's a huge blow. So I. No. He's very close though. He has dared to call me a coward before (laughs) my God. This will not stand. I grab my war maul and I shout out to Tempest, praying for strength, and I say. Tempest does not call cowards. And we're going to attack. And I hit him twice with two walloping swings. Infused with the power of my god, or <laughs> power word token. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it hits twice. As you hit him, you actually break the horn that's on top of his head. Yes. You break it off. And. The horn? Does he only have one? He only has one horn, yeah. Okay. He's, he's he, a he blue. Actually, he looks like a dragon unicorn, like a unicorn. 
Well, no. <laughs> they, yeah. Anyway. Dracocorn. <laughs> Dracocorn, yeah. He's a unit dragon? <laughs> he is bleeding profusely. You have broken his horn, the pride and joy of him, <laughs> and really pissed him off. Good. Okay. He's now only a quarter dragon. I, I have to say, before this, I was already imagining him like a pre-redeemed Zuko because he was talking about honor. And so he was trying to fight Celestine to restore the his, his honor, honor or whatever. <laughs> and now that he's lost his horn, it's like Zuko with his scar on his face. Yes. My oh. honor. <laughs> oh, now I feel bad for Long Dead Rosa. And I really shouldn't feel bad for no, Long Dead Rosa. No, you really Rosa. shouldn't. Nope. No, mm-hmm. I'm just saying he's going to be the kind of Zuko that never got redeemed. That's true. <laughs> yeah, he'll be the Zuko that never got redeemed. In Perfect. an alternate universe. Celestine, is there anything else? That is it. Usarker, it is your turn. You have... A hornless, long-dead Rosa who is bleeding profusely in front of you. I poke him with my war scythe. Go for it. Boop. Does a 21 hit. That hits. Does 11 damage do anything? Berserker, yeah. how do you kill long-dead Rosa <laughs> Cyan Wrath? Oh, snap! So his horn's been snapped. He's just been walloped. Usarker is holding his scythe and he just whips it in and the blade slashes down on his knee and he falls to his knee, unable to sustain his weight. And I think that that provides an opportunity for Celestine's hammer to finish the job. Crushing his skull. Go ahead, Celestine. Taking this opportunity, I dedicate this kill and this glory to Tempest and... I lay the final blow. And as you do so, for a split second, all of you think that her war maul catches on fire a little bit. Almost a holy fire as it slams down on Lung Dead Rosa's head and crushes the skull. Well, he made the wrong decision. Did you know that glaciology is the study of glaciers and ice? <laughs> <laughs> what on earth does that have to do with this conversation? Oh, I was thinking about it because of all the ice that was falling around here. And what would be that study? Well, Usager, we, we can now. talk about this later. <laughs> yeah. We need to get you going. You hear ripping and tearing <laughs> as portions of the castle start buckling under the gnashing of the oh, adult crystal dragon move, that's move. going nuts. We should run. Red Dirt D&D brings you the world's greatest role-playing game with an Oklahoma twist. Join four adventurers as they travel into the Calban frontier to map the Wild West region for the Dwarven Train Barons. Elves and orcs collide with saloons and sheriffs in this actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast featuring local actors and veterans of the game. The first episodes are coming soon to your favorite podcast location, so make sure to subscribe so you don't forget. You can find out more information at Red Dirt D&D on Facebook and at reddirtdnd.com. Hey everyone, this is Kayla. Today I want to give a shout out to our followers on Twitter, Demons Podcast, Samwise7RPG, D8 Dungeon, Questline VTT, Minva Themes, Kevin Petker, and DND Disaster. Want to get a shout out from a cast member of Powered Crit? Just do one of the following. Follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Tweet about the show using the hashtag PoweredCrit. 
share a post from our Facebook page and include the hashtag PowerWordCrit or tell us how you shared this podcast with someone by sending an email to PowerWordCrit at gmail.com. Do any of those and we'll give you a personal shout out in our next episode. Thanks. Now back to the show. So we're still in initiative-ish. Izzy, you're upstairs. Yep, I'm still dashing. Usarka, you can see Furla Mondoth running off to the side and then jumping off the She's the an edge. evil git, but she's making the right decision. I think we should all do likewise. <laughs> Wait, is she jumping from like 50 feet in the air or is she jumping? How far off the ground is she? Because you said she jumped off the wall, right? Yeah, she jumped off the wall. You guys don't really see what happens to her. Okay. You know what? If you break a leg, but you live, yeah, you live. <laughs> it's a little hard to hobble on a broken leg, though, away from a falling castle. Or we don't know if she has Featherfall. Mm. Or true. she can just tank it because she's a higher level yeah. character. <laughs> yeah. she, I've got 60 hit points. Yeah. So I'm good. 5d6 yeah. points of damage isn't going to kill her. <laughs> it actually won't. <laughs> oh, no. So, Izzy, what are you doing? I'm continuing to run up to that room. Okay, as you do so, you see the door to the tower that Lilic infiltrated as a beetle open. Oh. I say open, but it really smashes to smithereens. Okay. As a giant comes out, full Warhelm, full plated, and he looks around the area and sees you. What do you do? I am running away. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Remember, you can teleport. I mean, yes. I am going to summon my Echo so that I can get a little bit more head start run. All right. One more turn and you will get to the bottom of the... Like where the windy stairs where are? Where the windy stairs are, yeah. Okay. And the giant just looks at you. He doesn't approach. He kind of looks around with a curious expression on his face. And he just stands there. Castle's being attacked. I see that. We're, we're, we're trying to get rid of the cultists. I'm trying to rescue my friends. Are you not part of them? No. Nope. They're my enemy. And he just stares at you for a long time. I, as I if swear, he's trying to think of what to do. I I'm, swear by Timora. Make a persuasion check with advantage. Just tell the giant that you're friends with the invisible fella. Sorry, the lizard. Beetle. The beetle. Beetle. Sorry, you're friends with the beetle. <laughs> I can't. I'm friends with the beetle. <laughs> <laughs> not the greatest of rolls, but 16. Okay. Well, look, it's your turn. What are you doing? So I had been next to the body of Longdedrosa while Usarker was speaking of glaciology. I looked down, checked to make sure that Longdedrosa was dead, and then turned around and ran up the stairs after Izzy, and then probably poked my head up at this point, seeing the giant there uh, entering the courtyard. Okay. And you hear this exchange between Izzy Mm -hmm. and the giant. I say to the giant, friend, you are free. The black dragon is gone. The god, the crystal dragon is here to help. The castle is yours again. Okay, make a persuasion check with advantage, sir. (laughs) Quadruple advantage. Castle. (laughs) Yeah, quadruple advantage. What's going to be left of the castle? Oh, my roll suck. I rolled a one and a five. (laughs) And I have a minus one. Uh, Oh, no. Do you want to fight a giant? Oh, man. Uh, I have a total of four. It kind of has to be a giant. (laughs) I'll store that away for later. Okay, die. (laughs) Celestine, it is your turn. The crushed skull, if there's a skull left, is before you. And you feel your god in your warm all and 
You felt this once before, and you know that Tempest has approved what you have done. You've done a very good deed for Tempest in this day. Okay. Grab that horn as souvenir to take back to your chapter house. We'll grab a little piece, salute him as he fought well. He fought with honor. Uh, Kind of. He he fought well. We'll go with fought well. And then, yeah, we'll leave it at that. (laughs) Yeah, so the piece that you grabbed that broke off is about eight inches long. That's a pretty good chunk. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm going to run after everyone else. Perfect. Berserker, it is your turn. I am. Wait, why are you running up after Izzy? So I am going to assume Jaden and Leosin can't walk. And her mission is to get Leo. So we're going to try to get them out. So I may need to carry somebody. (sighs) Ball's beard. We're going the wrong direction. And I'm going to follow them up, swearing the entire way. (laughs) It's your turn. Are you just following? I'm following them and swearing. Long Dead Rosa is still dead. Mm -hmm. Good. Um, (laughs) I thought about animating him, but we're going for speed here. Not attacking power. (laughs) There's no more screaming. But there is a lot of ripping and tearing as Daliana is just bashing her head against like the edge of a tower. No, not a tower. The edge of one of the that long room that Izzy was in and saw Asbara Joss. Oh, in there. the barracks. Yeah, the bar. Uh, oh, the, sorry, the, the long the, great the treasure hall. room. Yeah, and she's slamming her head against it, and it's just it's just crunching. It's not going to survive very long. Next up, well, you don't know what she's doing. Izzy, it's your turn. If the giant isn't going to make an attempt to attack me, I'm going to keep running towards the stairs, heading towards Madame Mondoth's room. Okay. As you continue up, you see the giant pull something. He has like a a fanny pack, a pouch, (laughs) and he moves his arm back as to throw it and then like dinkily like just throws it (laughs) and just, it's just kind of... And that's the end of his turn. And you make it halfway up the stairs. Okay. Lilith. And that's with dashing? That is with dashing, yes. Okay. Lilith, it's your turn. I am standing at the top of the stairs there mm-hmm. and trying to speak with the giant and kind of de-escalate things. Okay. I'm trying to be as non-threatening as possible. Okay. And I've just watched the rock fall. All right. So go ahead for me and do just a general arcana check. I know you're not necessarily trained in it. But go ahead and just do an arcana check because what the giant did looked like he was trying to attack, but just kind of like, eh. He's geezed. Total of nine. Eh. Maybe his arm hurts. <laughs> yeah. He, he's been cooped up for a long time. That's true. He's had his hand in that position on that, that room mm-hmm. for a very long yeah, time. Yeah, hasn't had no time to rest. Yeah. Celestine, you're at the top of the stairs where Lilic is. What are you doing? I'm continuing up with Izzy. Okay. It'll take you another half of a round to get to the bottom of these stairs. Okay. Go ahead and do a general arcana check because you also saw this as well. Natural 20. Hey! Total of 22. All right. So, Celestine, what you saw was very unusual, obviously. He looked like he went to attack, but just, like, dropped the... uh, He dropped the ball. He dropped the ball, literally. (laughs) (laughs) You're not entirely sure what the spell is. You've seen it before. It's not really within your wheelhouse, but it looks like just looking at him and the fact that he did something, he might have been charmed at some point Mm -hmm. and maybe has been told to do something, but he did something, just maybe not to the degree that somebody told him to. Oh, okay, got it. So it looks like he's under some sort of spell 
that's making him attack those who attack. Are... But it didn't. But, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you can attack you know, and the miss. The geese are purpose. really interesting this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> the gesh. <laughs> mm-hmm. What words are you trying to say? Such a weird word. Yeah. The was it oath, Whatever. How, however you yeah, say that. Oh, like, I, I, I said geese, saying the geese are really interesting this time of year because it's a sidelong reference to the fact that he was probably geshed. Yeah. That's apparently how you pronounce G-E-A-S. it. G-E-A-S. G-E-A-S. But none of you know that. Anyway, Usarker, it's your turn. Following. Okay. Swearing. So at this point, Celestine, you know that this giant is probably going to continue throwing rocks, but not necessarily at you guys. Okay, got it. So you guys make it up to the steps, and the door is unlocked. <gasps> I'm opening the door. It's almost as if they quickly left. <gasps> uh-huh. It's like there's a fire. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. An emergency to get out? Leave all your <laughs> And I swear, if the prisoners are not in here. Oh, my gosh. If they are not in here. They fled. They took the opportunity and are down. Oh. Well, they would okay. have to have gone down the stairs that we came up from. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Opening the door. All right. Are they in there? You guys open the door. They better be in there. While this is the smallest of towers, it is furnished with an intricately carved four-poster bed, fine silk sheets, and various imported items. A large wooden armoire stands next to the bed, and a long wooden chest sits at the foot of it. A second bed is shoved up against the wall. You don't see any prisoners in here. Are you for real? Hmm. Are there any other doors in this room? There are not. Gosh, freaking. Maybe mm. we should have grabbed Mond off and asked her where the prisoners are. There's nothing in here. It's got to be in the giant's tower, right? Okay, no. running outside. Giant, where are the prisoners? <laughs> <laughs> the giant has been a prisoner for long. That there's he no might reason. know, though. He might know. I mean, I don't know of prisoners, but I wish for you to say you are allies so I may go see my wife. Yes, we are allies. I will lead you to my wife. And he just starts very slowly walking towards that cave that we avoided. You avoided at all costs. <laughs> what did they do? Stuff them in the tomb? That would be terrible. <laughs> wow. If they're in there, they're probably like, help, help, help. Yeah, no, basically at this point, Izzy is almost like just walking catatonically. Like she's just. They're not there. She's She doesn't know what to do at this point. She has looked all over this place. She does not know where they could be. She is scared that she's never going to see Jaden again because this castle's coming down. Yeah. Yeah. You guys hear the sounds of a building crashing down and a couple people screaming, but they don't scream anymore. So the giant leads you into that cave that you guys went into with the sarcophagus. And as he walks in, once again, once he gets in about 10, 15 feet, all the sound disappears. And then he looks down at the sarcophagus, rubs his hand lovingly over it. And you see, Lilith, you recognize this, that his tears well up in his eyes again. And then he pushes open the sarcophagus, reaches in and pulls out by the scruff of the, the shirt, pulls out a very, very, very beaten and bloodied Leosin and gently oh. sets him down. Wow. These poor guys are putting <laughs> isolation. And then puts his hand again inside and pulls out a very broken and bloodied Jaden and gently sends him wow. down. Izzy falls to the ground, just like knees collapsed and just starts sobbing in relief. Quietly. Silently. Yeah, you can't hear it, but... <laughs> 
Lilik is there and I'm patting you and he's, he's right and going to check on these young people. Does he pull a third person out? <laughs> <laughs> he pulls a dead body out. Uh-oh. I mean, that's kind of a That's what I was yeah. wondering. Yeah. No, so the giant actually reaches in and pulls out this, um, it's actually a mummified corpse. Mm. And he bows his head reverently and then his hands glow and her body dissipates into the ether. Giant mm-hmm. magic. Usarker shows up, sees that happening. I really hate magic. <laughs> <laughs> what the well, heck? We need to go, people. We All can't of hear us. you. <laughs> <laughs> no, God, nobody can hear you. <laughs> okay. So you guys pull the, the two people out. Leosin looks up and says, Wait. We, we see I, his I, mouth moving. You well, see Dor- we, we can't hear anything. Well, I said so. you pull him out. Oh, yeah, okay. You guys oh, pull okay. him out of the silenced area and he goes, Isidore, I see you found the priestess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like at this point, I'm just like clinging onto Jaden and like checking him, making sure he doesn't have any bruises. That- oh, he has plenty of bruises. <laughs> I know, but like just making sure nothing is like fatal. <laughs> I am casting aid at third level on Leos and Jaden and myself. Okay. So... The wording of that is, ironically, your spell bolsters your allies with toughness and resolve. <laughs> so they get mm-hmm. 10 max hit points. Nice. Additional awesome. hit points. So you get 10 hit points. At this point, you do hear the sounds of screaming and bashing stopping. A few moments later, you hear the sounds of giant wings coming up over the horizon. And you guys can see from where you are the crystal dragon looking around. What do you do? It's probably time to leave because this place is falling apart. Can we leave now? Yes. Turn to our giant friend. Uh, thank you for your help. And we wish you well, but it is time for us to go. Thank you, allies, for your help. I bow to him and salute him, and I think we need to get going. All yep. right. At this point, the dragon seems to notice you and swoops down on top of that cave, quickly transforms into Dalian and says, would you like a ride? Oh, that would be be wonderful. Thanks. And at this point, Jaden, who has been kind of catatonic at this point, he kind of comes to because of the bolstering. He goes, Izzy? Izzy, is that you? Hi. Oh, thank goodness. And he just wraps his arm around you and just weeps into your, (laughs) weeps into your shoulder. I give him a tight squeeze and just say, you're safe. You're safe. It's going to be okay. <laughs> did, did we win? Did, did we stop him? Um, Madam Mudface got away, but we... I, okay. <laughs> and at that point, you feel him slack, slack over. Actually, okay. <gasps> Daliana, yes. did you see Lady Mondoth running uh, away from the castle, possibly? I, no. Okay. Did not. However... Perhaps she was a little distracted. <laughs> she, was. <laughs> she was. She was. She was. Right, a lot of cultists. I'm hoping I killed her, but I don't know if that happened. Anyway... I can give you a ride. Thank you. That would be good. This place is coming apart, and it is time to go. Uh, Celestine, do you think you can help me uh, lift <laughs> Jaden up? He's kind of dead weight right now. <laughs> yeah, he's like hanging on your neck. You're like, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a little... I'm not really that strong. <laughs> not for that much dead weight. Goodness. I am of average strength. As you guys are getting ready to go, you're expecting her to turn into the dragon again and whisk you off. Unfortunately, it's not going to be that cool. She oh, okay. leans down and places her hands on the ground and closes her eyes for about a minute. And you see this light magic burning into the ice as it turns into a giant circle. And she stands up and she says, hold hands. Okay. I grasp Lilik's hand and Jaden's 
I return the grasp. <laughs> yep. Thanks. <laughs> I'll grab Izzy's hand and Celestine's. I'll grab Leosin and Usarker. Leosin, like, pokes Lila because that's pretty much all he can do. <laughs> and so this has got to be good enough. <laughs> and you guys hear the sound of whooshing magic in your ears. And then you disappear. It's been three months since Daliana teleported you all into the back room of her son's magic shop in Burdusk. Upon entering City Hall, High Magistrate Liamis, who had been in a meeting with representatives from Elturel, immediately ended it. They summoned protection details for all of you and ordered Sanjay to prepare a safe house. Jaden and Leosin were whisked away to another location. No, Jaden! <laughs> and were housed somewhere else as a precaution. Your interactions with the two of them were limited at best. Rude. They've been quarantined. I, I'm pretty sure the guards have to stop Izzy from breaking and entering a few times. Well, they do. And the best part is, is you don't actually know where their safe house is. So well, Izzy would I be tried. like... Breaking and exiting. <laughs> breaking and entering into random places. <laughs> Why not? She has the thieves tools. It's true. <laughs> and levitation. And... To say nothing of being able to echo teleport through a lot of things. <laughs> well, yeah. I have to be able to see them in order to teleport. Windows are clear. <laughs> it's true. This is true. <laughs> so Izzy causes mass mayhem. When she's supposed to be in a house for three months. Nothing can stop me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As the weeks progressed, you learned of many people, including high-ranking military personnel, politicians, and nobles from most cities in the Sword Coast being arrested, and many more who refused to be taken alive. Ooh. Bounties were placed on those who tried to flee into Thay and Om. Many of these bounties were fulfilled. The cult's camp in the mountains was quickly located, along with the prisoners who were left behind to die. Luckily, six of the prisoners survived and were immediately treated and transported to Burdusk. Their testimonies were instrumental in quickly identifying and apprehending higher-ranking cultists. Celestine. Yes. You received a letter from your son through the High Magistrate's office that his group had taken quite a few of these bounties and had been very successful. Very nice, very nice. His group was starting to gain recognition in Baldur's Gate for their efforts, and he had high hopes to follow and outgrow your footsteps as a fighter, an adventurer, and as a newly ordained paladin of Tempest. Mm. Oh, I'm so proud of him. <laughs> you also receive a letter from your husband, hoping that you return home soon. Me too. As the manhunts continued, you learned that the cult teamed up with the Red Wizards of Thay and Cultus of Baal from Cholt, which <laughs> yes. you yes, kind of already out. knew that, but you now have proof that it's true. The wizards were tasked with performing a large and costly ritual to summon Tiamat that required not only a hoard of treasure, but a hoard of souls. These souls would be collected and stored in large, five-foot-long triangles of gold and would later be released to rip open a portal large enough for Tiamat to climb out. 
What? And those and triangles were holding souls? I feel really bad now. Wow. And don't oh want any of that gosh. money. <laughs> <laughs> and Are they to... still holding souls? Mm. And to be fair, anything else that wanted a car lot with Tiamat would probably come too. Lovely. FYI. Oh. <laughs> mm. Let's just release the entire... Where's Tiamat? In, yeah, where in is the furnace? In the, okay. Yeah, let's just release hell. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Everything. <laughs> Demons spawn everywhere. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Hell spawn. Whatever. <laughs> Demons, devils. It's all the same to me. <laughs> as, as David's eye twitches. I know there's a difference. <laughs> the cultists of Baal would be used during this time to raise any casualties of those performing the ritual and later the dead of anyone who stood in Tiamat's way. One of Resmir's generals would later admit that the Lake of Blood was a failed test, not enough souls to keep the portal open, and no upper anchor to keep the town from splicing and spreading throughout all the plains. An unfortunate waste of souls, if you ask me. Oh, Mm. oh, so callous. Oh, I hope he got the chopping block. She. (laughs) Sorry, I hope she got the chopping block. She also admitted the mask Resmir was looking for was the upper anchor, and that Elturel was rumored to be where Tiamat's summoning would take place. A ripe area full of souls ready to be put to use for the greater good. Izzy breathes a huge sigh of relief that she prevented that devastation from happening. This same general was also responsible for the logistic of the raids. Each member received a summons, a cloak, and a map with dates, times, and locations of when, where, and how to travel to their designated city without anybody in the Sword Coast suspecting. So this whole thing took a matter of weeks and their pathways would maybe lead them up and then maybe down and maybe across so nobody could really track what each person was doing. A series of teleportation circles in each city and a few abandoned buildings outside of them were used to teleport large amounts of gold and items after the raids. One teleportation circle was located inside the flying castle but was destroyed the moment Frula Mondoth gave the order to fly the castle to Burdusk. Faradin was the architect for these original transportation systems 50 years prior, and they used his method again for these raids. It was a pain in the butt for me to organize, but it all worked out in the end. The general was hung in the public square of Baldur's Gate. The cheers lasted for 20 minutes. That's a long time of cheering. That's a long time. That was Faradin who got hung? No. No, oh. this was the general. Oh, okay, sir. Lilic. During this time, you received an animal messenger, which frankly caused quite a bit of panic from your protection details as this little animal crawled in and started speaking to you. It was a muskrat. It was a muskrat, yes. (laughs) This muskrat was sent from sixth of the boasting river of the Somber Star, or Azrock, who is a fellow tooth talker. He states the Lizardfolk clans had been banding together and was succeeding against the wyverns and black dragons. They request your help for reinforcements from any allies you have made along your journey. Ah, yes. This is exactly why I've come here. Probably that Lilic would turn to his allies here in Burdusk, and if there were any willing and able emissaries from the orc tribes, would be willing to go for it. The orcs who you contact through the magistrate office, unfortunately, because they can't communicate directly with you because then they mm. would know who, where you are and then you could, you know, whatever. The high magistrate orchestrates this with you and the orc clan 
happily obliges. This is good. You do receive word a couple weeks later that the orcs are definitely helping. Cool. (laughs) And after two months of all of this going on, the initial panic begins to wane with the public. Note, all the information that you're getting is not necessarily what the public is getting. So you guys are knowing a lot more of what's going on than what they know. All the coins, items, and anything that remotely looked incriminating inside the castle was compiled, counted, and safely stored until the castle was completely dismantled. The giant was long gone by the time they arrived. Owners of easily identifiable objects were contacted and sent their items immediately. Items less identifiable were stored until someone could prove the item was theirs. One such item was a fang with three golden bands around it. Wesley's father, who was appointed as a representative of Green Nest, was able to return the fang home, that elusive fang of Agmar Cree, as well as a few other items, including a mahogany wardrobe, a golden bracelet, and, for some strange reason, a kitchen sink. Yes! <laughs> you also learned that one item on his list of lost items was not found in this pile. A distraught elven woman who almost didn't survive the attack in Greenest, was looking for a small cat collar that belonged to her cat, who she presumed had been killed like many other pets during the raid. It had been a gift from her grandmother when she was a child and held deep sentimental value to her. Oops. <laughs> Meanwhile, Izzy's just petting Whiskers nonchalantly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No oh, Whiskers, idea. I'm so sorry that we never got to use the spell storing in your collar. <laughs> or find your owner. Or find your owner. So sad. You know, presumed dead. <laughs> why Why would they ask us about a they cat collar? They wouldn't. Yeah. You learn about this. Mm. That's why it's ironic. <laughs> Wesley's father also delivers two letters to you through the high magistrate's office. One was an apology letter from Governor Nighthill. In it, Governor Nighthill asks for your forgiveness especially Lord Von Prides, for adding your names to Green Nest's official employee book. Once the adrenaline from the attacks wore off and a few good nights sleep kicked in, he realized his error and will, per your requests, do with the money as you desire. He hopes to regain all of your confidences and states that you all will be honored for your bravery and sacrifices during the raid. And also, if you ever return to Green Nest, let him know, and he will personally see to it that you are taken care of. And, in the case of Izzy, out of sight of Helgren. <laughs> <laughs> For everyone's peace of mind. <laughs> Especially my own. The second letter was from Lenan, Kuth, and their three children. Yay! Willow, Taryn, and Reggie. I miss them. It had a hand-drawn picture of their family signed by each of them with a lopsided thank you written across the bottom. Aww. There's a small arrow pointing to Lenan's tummy, and in shaky words that you can tell is one of the kids' handwriting, reads, Baby says thank you too. Aww. <laughs> That's cute. If no one else is going to claim it, Izzy's going to take it home and frame it. <laughs> <laughs> you're the one That's who knew Lenan. <laughs> That's true. All right, and take you home and framing it. Yeah, like you, you're the one who had interaction with this woman. That's true. Nobody else would know who she is. I mean, they saw the the Swift family for a bit during oh, that's true. the I attacks think we, in Greenest. We picked it up happened some of the quite kids. swiftly. I yeah. mean, Jam was involved. <laughs> oh yeah, so but that was that was just in the midst of fighting kobolds. It's true. 
after three months, three months of you guys being sequestered away, oh, Izzy is gosh. like Quarantine. vibrating. <laughs> she hasn't seen Jaded in like, I mean, aside from like the brief five minutes where they reunited, she hasn't seen him in like four months. So I would like to suggest <laughs> that Lilic has been running messages between them. Oh, uh, kind of via wild shape. Yeah, that's up to Izzy and Jaden. <laughs> He's not writing the messages, <laughs> but like um, either carrying them or just relaying them back and forth. By, yes, like you have animal messenger, right? I mean, it's an easy, easy and effective way to do it. Here's a bird. Go bird, go. <laughs> but we don't know where Jaden's at. Yeah, there's still that. Is your animal oh, messenger able fair, to find where he is? But what I could do is ask the protection detail, please, 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 please send these letters to Jaden. And if he responds back, please give me the letters back. Yes. Roll a persuasion check. <laughs> I'm going to make you roll for this one. I mean, I will... Do we ever hear why they didn't allow people who obviously are family and know each other to go together into this? Because that seems weird. Oh, yeah, because there's a lot of people who would love to know who figured out all the cold stuff and would probably just come right after you and kill you. No, no, no. I'm not saying why we're in stuff. Why are we in stuff and people like Jaden are not permitted to be with Izzy? Um, no funny we'll find business. Out, actually. Okay. It's a mystery, even to me. <laughs> so for my persuasion, I rolled a 16. You managed to persuade one of the guards. I help alleviate the burden by offering two gold pieces. They take it. <laughs> Shut your mouth, Sarker. I said nothing. Yeah, you gestured. <laughs> <laughs> so they agree to it with the two gold pieces. However, the runtime is slow. So a letter could take anywhere from two to four days to get to them and maybe two to four days to get back. I mean, it's better than not having any conversation in three months. It's true. Is you mm. going stir crazy? Like <laughs> I already said, she was. She would be even more so. <laughs> it's true. Most of the letters though are mainly like, "How are you holding up? Let me know if there's anything I can send my next letter <laughs> like, <laughs> that you're not getting. Have you heard from your family? Very generic kind of like, "Hey, I'm thinking about you. I'm worried about you. I hope you're doing okay." And know that there is a light at the end of this tunnel. Like you're not going to be trapped in the safe house for the rest of your life or whatever, but she's going to save the heavier topics for when she's face to face with him. She's not going to break the news about Kurt in a letter. That makes sense. Do Jaden's responses, you know, sometimes have strange, it looks like, you know, he suddenly changes handwriting and says things like, Oh, and please send cookies. I especially love chocolate chip, you know. <laughs> what? Because the guards are rummaging through all oh. of her stuff to make sure it's all safe. I caught that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that happens once or twice. Oh my gosh. I, I oblige. <laughs> I'm humoring them. And because they're being nice enough to pass our letters, so I don't want to anger the guards. Mm. And there's <laughs> nothing else to do in this house. I. You know what? Celestine, can you teach me to bake cookies? Ooh. Sure, I am not an expert, but I've picked up a thing or two from my husband when I've been I mean, been it's home. probably better than the zero experience I have. That is fair. That is fair. <laughs> so I, I spend my time, when I'm not vibrating off the walls, learning how to bake cookies. And Jaden never tastes one. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably, like, more salty than actual sweet because I... <laughs> mix up how much salt to use. That's really sugar. funny because Ashlyn is a fantastic baker <laughs> in real life. 
Oh well. <laughs> so after three months, the High Magistrate finally feels confident that those who would identify you and promptly kill you are apprehended and allow you to leave the safe house. But not before you are handsomely rewarded. Ooh, yes. For your bravery and sacrifices, the Kingdom of Eltergard awards you with the Wreath of Valor. And the Wreath of Valor is the highest award that you can get as a civilian or a military ranking person. This is somebody who goes above and beyond and very, very few people get this. And all it is, it's kind of like a, uh, it's like the wreath. <laughs> it's like the wreath that you put around the horse's neck after they win the uh, derby. Oh my gosh. Uh, it's tell kind me, of tell me it's like a pin or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's a pin. It's okay. not, it doesn't go around your so, neck. So it's a U-shaped pin. Yeah, it's, it's a U-shaped pin. It's platinum plated. So it's like a laurel pin? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. On it, it says Wreath of Valor in Gnomish. We'll call that the Latin of this world. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Burdisk was founded by gnomes. It's Elturels. Elturels. Sorry, sorry. Maybe Elturel was founded by gnomes. (laughs) You all receive this Wreath of Valor. You also received 10,000 gold pieces each. Holy. Oh. And you were complaining about the two gold I sent. <laughs> and a, something called a writ of accommodation. Now this writ gives you permission to request an audience to any official within the kingdom. I mean, you do have to kind of go on the schedule, but so you were given much higher priority than, say, Joe Schmo Baker, who maybe had a run-in with some crazy people in... He lost his warlock powers, you know, something like that. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that that Joe Schmo Baker. Yeah, that mm. Joe Schmo Baker. Good. The thing about the award ceremony, though, was it was in front of a few officials, basically, to commemorate this. It wasn't done in the public, unfortunately. No, it's good. And uh, <laughs> it was kind of a, a very quiet thing. However, your names are written down in the history books from henceforth as people who helped take down the cult. Oh, good. You're remembered as people. You are the peeps. <laughs> because they can't actually record your name because the cult would kill you. Your names are recorded later. Once, you know, things Decades happen. later after they <laughs> have forgotten the details and yeah. misspelled. Izzy doesn't care. She's not in it for the glory. They spelled you Sarker's name wrong. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. They spelled it with an ER instead of an AR. <laughs> I, I have no confidence that any of our names ever actually show up anywhere. <laughs> it's all right. Celestine didn't do it for the glory. So during this award ceremony, Izzy, you're standing next to Jaden. Good. And <laughs> Leosin is kind of standing off to the side. And the moment the award ceremony is over and they tell you you are free to return home, Jaden launches himself at you and refuses to let you go for a very, very long time. I'm just patting his back like, there, there, child. <laughs> <laughs> Izzy, I have so much to tell you. I don't... Uh, I want to go home. You want to go home? Let's go home. Let's go home. I I have a lot to tell you, too. But we'll we'll have time. Yeah, it's at least, what, a day's travel to Eltrell? Uh, Like two. Oh, it's like a week. A week? You'll have plenty of time. Yeah. As you guys are leaving the city hall, you see a man standing there with a large sack and a piece of paper in his hand. This man has bright, fiery orange hair and a very dour-looking expression on his face. Not Santa Claus. (laughs) 
And he looks at you guys. He says, you shouldn't have saved me. And hands over the bag and the piece of paper. Is it the giant? Just, no, he's a guy. he's a man with bright, fiery red hair. Do we recognize this person? Lilik, you recognize him a little bit. Like he he reminds you of one of the prisoners at the oh no the camp. Mm. Oh no! Uh, you are you are from that camp, the prisoners, the cult. Should have let me die. And he drops the bag. It opens, and there's tons of gold in there. And the paper unrolls a little bit, and he just walks away. Hmm. You could just, you know, not go home. He pauses and he looks at you guys and he says, there's no escaping her. And just walks away. I am so sorry. So. Izzy doesn't know who this is. Who is it? What is this? This this is Ernadin. You guys later learn. Izzy knew. You guys later learn. We've seen pictures. Mm. Oh. Tell us and forgot. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Usarker has a picture of Ernadin in his notebook that Celestine put there. Man, that's ironic. Celestine <laughs> forgot. <laughs> Corey had to re-listen well, to the episode to figure out what happened to that picture. That's okay. <laughs> Don't worry, it didn't make it into the book. <laughs> oh, no. You guys each received payment for not only saving her grandson, but for helping with the item. Wait, because apparently it was recovered from it was the recovered treasure hoard. From the treasure oh, hoard. I didn't even see it. Well, none of us did, but mm-hmm. they recovered the treasure hoard and she was able to reclaim it, so So you guys get <laughs> you guys get paid for Ernadin. You get paid for retrieving the item and for bringing a bunch of information about the cult to light, basically. <laughs> Does anybody open up the me paper? So you open up the scroll and it's very very short and it says Technically, you didn't save my grandson or grab the box, but I'm paying you in good faith. The Greer Bakery is closed, as I told you. The three men are jailed, and I have decided to go on an extended vacation from Burdusk. She's cutting her loose ends. (laughs) We definitely outed her to the magistrate, though. I mean, we did. Yes. Yes, we did. So is this hush money? <laughs> I don't. Well, if you'll notice, she's not telling us where she's going. It's true. It's true. So the thing continues and says, I don't blame you for outing me. I would have outed myself. Hopefully, we won't meet each other again. And it's signed, Mina. And if we do, it will be too soon. <laughs> I will summon Dora and we will taunt her. Medicine. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so, that's worse. Double the taunt. So all of you go ahead and add an extra 1,500 gold pieces. Oh, Ooh, my Ooh. goodness. Each. Um, and at this point... Way down. Jaden, take some gold. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, you guys are free to go. What do you do? This has been a good hunt. The, the time he, he raises his claws and it does kind of air quotes resting <laughs> uh, has been um, a good yes but it's time to go home I agree it has been wonderful getting to know you I never would have met you otherwise all of you but it has been wonderful meeting you I turn to Jaden for just a moment I'm like can 
I promise I'll come back and you continue hugging me, but I need to bid my friend goodbye. No, no, I'm not letting go. Okay, well, it's I, been so long. Can I get my arm free? Sure, okay. And he he lets you clingy. pull it out. So, but he's just like wrapped around your your waist. Exactly. So like he has his arms wrapped around, and he's like behind me, and like I'm going to hug Lily, so like hugging the both of us. <laughs> definitely, definitely hug, and then like pat Jaden's head. Yes. It's okay, young one. You shall see many battles before we're done. Or many days. <laughs> gonna see more battles. I feel like that traumatize him. Bye, Lilith. We'll miss you. I'm glad that you could be part of our group and help us stop the cult. It has been good. May the sun never shine and the moon never hide you. I owe you a personal thanks for finding Jaden, because without you, I wouldn't have been able to find him I I feel like it would have been much worse so thank you well it gives a a solemn nod and slow and steep and in a bow and comes up and I'll be sure to send you some uh, tea yes yes please uh Jaden this is the best tea you'll ever have I promise you I look forward to it and he squeezes you tighter <laughs> uh, okay I can't breathe. sorry sorry it's all right you don't need to breathe Oh, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, either way, he loosens his grip. (laughs) It was more for show. (laughs) It can still hurt, right? Yes. I mean, it could. Depends on what his strength is. Not great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not after a few months in that new... No, not great at all. Yeah. Well, if you are ever in Baldur's Gate, stop by the Peace Child Bakery. I'll get you guys a deal on some some of my husband's great bread and pastries. I look forward to it, Celestine. Thank you. And you can meet the grandchildren. Oh, that's exciting. And don't you also have, like, dogs or something? (laughs) Do you? I don't don't know. I think she does. I feel like we talked about it because Izzy mentioned that she has a couple of dogs. Probably. I don't remember now, though. Well, we'll find out when she goes home if she has dogs. (laughs) She'll find out. She'll find out. She'll remember. Real quick. By the way, who's taking whiskers? <laughs> well, if I have dogs, it may not be. Be- I'm not the best person. Going to turn to whiskers. Who Sarker wants the cat? <laughs> you can see the golden marshes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh, no. I believe uh, whiskers asked to see the golden marshes. <laughs> and going to perform the the ritual for speak with animals, and turn to Whiskers and like it, it, with a questioning look. So Whiskers, as the few months have gone on, you have noticed that her whiskers have been slowly drooping a little bit. And when she speaks to you, she goes, um, yeah, let's go. I'm, I'm just, I, I know I put on a brave face before because we were kind of going to our desk, but I really miss my owner. If she's dead, then I'll go with you. Will you be my new owner? Perhaps we can be companions. But um, can can ask around? Can see? There are many people who have come back. Many people who have surprised and seem not dead. Perhaps your owner is not dead. Maybe. I would like to see the golden marshes, though. I like gold. You can do that. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Let's do that. That might make me feel better. All right. We will go. But you might get a little wet. 
Okay. <laughs> her ears kind of slowly go back to the back of her head. Ah, oh, the, the marshes there, they are so beautiful. The water what? glinting off the sunlight. That and is why they're called golden. Uh, what? <laughs> and then the spell ends. <laughs> and now I'm just picturing Sassy from uh, Homeward Bound Incredible Journey. Yeah. <laughs> She, she'll go with you, but she's a little tentative now. <laughs> she, she is a free world cat. She can do what she wants. She hops Lilith in your arms. won't hold her to that. She hops in your arms. He's like, oh, okay. And like kind of lets her down. <laughs> are the golden marshes like Venice? All the streets are waterways because all the lizard folks swim. Streets? Exactly. There are no streets. <laughs> <laughs> Where we're going, we don't need make roads. Yeah. <laughs> we have canals. Lilic is heading off. With whiskers and toe. <laughs> Usarker. He holds out his arm in a like camaraderie grip kind of thing. I take your arm and clap you on the arm. It's been a good adventure. It Too has. long sitting inside afterwards, but it is what it is. <clears throat> I take it the fighting is still fierce in the marshes, even three months afterwards? That is what I have been told. You would be welcome. The black dragons, there is one who is giving us much trouble. Hmm. Perhaps that will be a good place for your glory, for your name? Not right now, I think. I have my ears open, though, and if anything pops up, I'm sure I'll be there. In the meantime, I have some business to attend to, some things to look into, a book to publish, things like that. Hmm. Well... No, and take comfort. Your name will be passed and be known. I, as a tooth talker, know many of my people's stories, and am one who tells them. We pass them amongst us to the other tooth talkers of the other clans, and your name and the names of all of you will be passed among my people for generations. Well, thank you. It will be good. That is a great honor. Thank you. Gives another nod and bow. Celestine, I suppose we part ways here. I hear that old age has caught up to you and it's time to go home. I don't think she's that old. I have a little bit more in me before old age catches me, but it's coming fast for me as well. I wish you the best of luck and eternal joy as you spend time with your family. Family's important. I appreciate it. I wish you the best, Usarker, and good luck with your quest and your journey. Mm-hmm. May you accomplish it before you grow old as I <laughs> stretch and joints pop. And, <laughs> and Isidore, I'm not entirely clear on your intentions. You seem to be heading towards adventure. Is Jaden still around right now? Yes. No, he's still he is around, very much attached. I mean, we're going home. Adventure, potential futures, but also mercantilism. Yeah, who knows? I don't think you're ready to stop walking yet, though. Perhaps we'll see each other again sometime. Well, definitely, because, I mean, I'm going to have to bring in goods from the Prazio's jewelry shop to Baldur's Gate, so I'll definitely see if I can make time to visit you guys. Well, I don't plan to be visiting Baldur's Gate for a long, long time if I can help it. Oh, but, okay. But... I'll see you, Celestine. <laughs> yeah, <it> sounds good. <laughs> Somewhere on the road sometime, perhaps. There's only so much space in the Sword Coast, after all. <laughs> Maybe Timora will bless me and we will cross paths. Perhaps. Well, I guess this is it. 
man, this is really weird saying goodbye. It is. I... After being stuck in a house for months. <laughs> then let's not. <laughs> being companions. Usarker picks up his large, long suitcase <laughs> and... Yeah, with thin, like you brought to the awards ceremony. Thin framed, starts walking off. He, he's been stuck inside way too long. He has all his bags packed and he's got a yeah. carriage waiting for him. He is even more paler than before and that's a feat. Are there any kids pointing, look at that vampire? Yes, there are. Many. Mm-hmm. There's people whispering off the sides, I think that guy's a vampire. Oh my gosh, do you think that's a vampire? Are vampires real? Do they exist? <laughs> Such is the way of these small towns. <laughs> this is bear dusk. It's large. <laughs> it's not very large oh. compared to the cosmopolitan city of Baldur's Gate. Okay. <laughs> it's quite large compared to Greenest. <laughs> Such is the way of small Birdisk towns. Baldur's is the second largest town in Eldergard. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's cool. <laughs> Celestine feels at peace. In taking down the cold of the Dragon Queen, she prevented the possible rise of another age like the war with the undead dragons. She helped save Burdusk from ruin, as well as the other surrounding cities, and most importantly, she kept her family safe. Celestine's been a faithful servant of Tempest for a long time. This latest quest has made her realize how old she's become. The joints hurt more often than not. The muscles and the wounds aren't healing quite as quickly as they used to, and frankly, sleeping on the ground is way harder than it used to be as well. It was time to retire. Celestine travels one last time to her chapter house and informs the warline that she'll be retiring. She gathers her things and travels to Baldur's Gate, where she settles down to watch her grandchildren grow and watch her youngest son become an adult and go adventuring as a paladin of Tempest. The celebrations were small after the party managed to foil the cult's plans for Burdusk. They were quickly taken into isolation with nothing but themselves to keep each other company. The same company they'd been keeping now for a while, plus or minus a few orcs and the like. No one in the city truly understood how close they had come to danger. No one saw the Castle of Ice or the swarming ranks of the cultists. No one else saw the Lake of Blood. This did disappoint Usarka, noble scion of the fading Von Pride family. He had set out from Baldur's Gate aiming to restore some degree of glory to the family name before his strength withered. However, he felt good about what he had done. Many lives had been saved by their action, and whatever their intentions for the ill-gotten goods, the schemes of Resmir had been halted. Usarka collected his share of the proceeds from the campaign, most of which came in the form of enormous hunks of gold chipped off from the great wedge plug left with the orcs, and shipped most of the proceeds back home to the family mansion. It was a vast fortune, once all tallied of course, but would change little to nothing amongst the money-grasping Von Prides, who had never lacked for the cold embrace of coinage. For himself, he would continue to travel the Sword Coast, listening for another opportunity at glory, but not waiting for it. His time was limited. He'd already spent the last three months in imposed isolation. Time well spent. He'd spent a lot of it working on a treatise on combat and warfare and 
a special focus on scouting. And now he hoped to research the strange world of dreams, which had begun to haunt him and which had not let him go for these last three months. Perhaps he could find the crone who had first opened his aunt's eyes to it. Her diary spoke of a secluded valley where the hazelnuts were of wondrous taste. That would be a good start if he could find it. Lilic stood near the gates of Burdusk, having given his farewells to his hunting companions. Now he yearned to return home. The journey away from the Golden Marshes had been long, and he had succeeded in his aims. The cause of the unrest had been discovered, and the organization responsible scattered like tossed grains in the river. New allies had been found with the orc tribes, and it sounded like the hunt for the black dragons that had plagued his people was going well. They would need his guidance soon, but he had one more thing to do before leaving. The cat, Whiskers, said she wanted to see his homeland, and the words filled Lilic with pride. But in his heart, he knew that the pampered cat would not really be happy there. Unsure of how to act, he beseeched the spirits of the city for guidance. In answer, a pair of ghostly cats wound their way around his legs before bounding off into the ground, away from the gate. Ever quick to respond to the spirits, Lilic sped after them. The chase led on through the city, spectral felines leading the lizard folk Tooth Tucker, carrying whiskers on his shoulder. At last, the spirits led him to the plaza, outside the magistrate's building the cats bounding further to join others of their kind at the feet of a tall elven woman with a concerned but kindly face. Unaware of the collection of ghostly cats at her feet, the woman walked slowly away from the magistrate's office. Her gaze swept the plaza, seemingly pulled by a greater force, before resting on Lilic and Whiskers. The woman tilted her head in question before breaking into a grin of thanks. Lilic carefully pulled Whiskers from his shoulder, who is batting at a charm dangling from one of his spines. Ah, Whiskers, it is time to go home. Jaden and I joined a caravan bound for Elturel, ready to return home. Sometime during the journey, I began talking to Jaden, who apparently was experiencing another bout of disassociation at the time, though I wouldn't realize it until much later. Jaden, you... You might have guessed already, since you haven't seen him around, but that night when the cult attacked Greenest, Kurt died. He saved a lot of people, including me, and I wish things could have gone differently, that he was here with us. But I know he wouldn't want you to blame yourself, which you're probably doing. Jay, none of this was your fault. Jaden lowers his head and doesn't respond. I mean it. If it weren't for you, who knows what the cult might have accomplished? If it wasn't for your ridiculous ransom note, which, how dare you? I get it, kind of. But seriously. So many more lives could have been lost. Including yours. Kurt wanted to rescue you just as much as I did. And I bet he's chopping down all the trees he wants in whatever afterlife he's gone to. I did keep some of his things, though, if you want them. And I pull out the papers that Kurt brought with him to Greenest, including his poetry. Jaden takes a stack of papers from me. He holds one poem up before setting it back down in his lap. 
and his hands rest on top of the stack possessively. Uh, oh, uh, I, I can also do this now. And I summon Dora, so that she's sitting cross-legged on the floor of the cart in front of us. Pretty cool, huh? And for the first time in many hours, Jaden's gaze sharpens as if he's snapped back to reality. That's really cool. How did you learn to do that? So I tell him all that I learned from Batula about Echoes, how it works. I'm pretty sure it's a blessing from Tamora, but still not 100% on that. I'm happy to share this new thing with him. And eventually, Jaden tells me everything that happened from his side. How Leosin contacted the dying Ergosa Von Pride, who had done contract work for the cult for many years. How Ergosa had a last-minute change of heart after learning the true intentions of the cult, and he wanted to protect his nieces and nephews from the terrible future the cult had in store. How Ergosa asked Jaden to deliver the masked Faradin after Jaden had unintentionally proven his integrity by personally fixing a shipment error of one of his employees, very much like Jaden. And how Jaden had been so afraid of being captured and dying without his family knowing that he wrote and dropped off his own ransom letter just in case he did indeed get captured, as what clearly happened. He told me how after he delivered the Master Faradin, he was tasked with dismantling the teleportation circle, the one that leads to Faradin's safe house and throwing the piece he'd removed into a garbage heap on the other side of town. Poor Wesley. And how two days after, Sir Colart had discovered him at the effervescent flute and then handed him over to the cult. And when I heard that, I felt conflicted. Because on the one hand, Mina apparently did me a favor when she tortured Sir Colart during her interrogation. But on the other, I still don't like Mina, or her methods. And for a moment, I wish I could go back to where Sir Colart is being imprisoned and give him a solid punch in the face, that jerk. But while Jaden talks, I just hold his hand, giving it an occasional squeeze to offer some comfort. However, I notice he does stop talking when he gets to his time spent as a captive of the cult. I decide not to say anything. I just sit with him, continuing to hold his hand. I barely notice the dozens of other travelers around us, talking and laughing, unaware of this introspective moment. At any other time, I would be chatting with these people, selling my wares, making new friends. But my focus is on Jaden. I want to support him however little I can. Eventually, I let go of Jaden's hand. He looks panicked for a moment before I take it again. But this time, I intertwine our fingers together. And I have a subdued smile on my face as exhaustion catches up with me. Without consciously realizing it, I lay my head against Jaden's shoulder, that small smile still on my face. We're going home. Back to Malachi and Deidre Prazio, who will smother us in hugs while crying with relief. Back to Rosalind, who will no doubt tease me if I mention holding hands with her brother. Back to the jewelry shop, making necklaces and bracelets, greeting customers who come to browse the wares. And maybe eventually things will go back to how they were before. Or maybe they won't. I'm not sure if I want things to go back. My time in pursuing the cult has changed me. And not just because of Dora. I don't know what the future holds, but maybe with a little luck from Timora, I'm destined for more adventure. So with that, we end our campaign. Woo! Woo! Woo!
Good job, thank, team. Thank you for joining us for this campaign. We will be back for something else. That's More adventures. Oh, More yes. adventures. See you then. Bye. 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 Bye.